0: Hello and welcome to Cannabis Nation where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. I'm Nick
1: and I'm Susan. And
0: this is episode 9. Woo,
1: feeling fine. Yeah. Episode 9. Got through
0: another one. Woo. And yes. so we're doing part 3 of the Prohibition series, mm-hmm. Search and Seizure. You won't believe some of the stories. It's absolutely insane. But before we get into that main topic,
1: mm-hmm. We have to talk about COVID-19. Oh, my God. COVID interruptus. Gee, so Pete (laughs) had interrupted this podcast. You should see Nick and I we're a good, what, seven feet from each other? Seven?
0: Almost ten. Yeah,
1: and we had to procure another mic, for yep. heaven's sakes.
0: But, uh, hey, that's actually probably positive. So yes. There we go.
1: So, but, you know, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, many states that have legalized cannabis, be they recreational or medical, or both, have limited access to purchases. Yep. Yeah.
0: States that have classified medical marijuana companies as, as essential businesses include Connecticut. Florida, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York—I believe that's all the news. All isn't the it? news. Yep, as well as Ohio and Pennsylvania. That's the news. Yeah. <laughs> What's There's the good of, news?
1: Where's the olds?
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. <laughs> states that have classified recreational cannabis companies as essential businesses include California, Colorado, Illinois, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. These these. Uh, states consider businesses that sell recreational as essential just blows my mind you know uh, and then all other states That have legalized or medical Have different Protocols so they haven't been Claimed or deemed Quote unquote" quote essential Businesses but they are Allowed to uh, be open in some Capacity and it just depends on The state really. so
0: make sure you're looking up Your particular states what's available To you what mm-hmm. you can do and what Which you Can't do yeah. um, but uh, Every state has had to take certain mes- measures As an industry in order to uh, you know, be as safe as possible. Through That's all right. this. You know, uh, some states are doing delivery services, mm-hmm.
1: allowing it. Yeah. yeah,
0: allowing delivery. A lot of states are doing curbside pickups so you Only, don't even have yeah. to go into stores, which is great. Um, Or dispensaries. Um, but every every state has certain protocols, right. and and we're all trying to you know be as safe as possible. Right. Most states, even if you don't have curbside pickup or delivery, most stores are going to have some sort of online menu, That's or correct. you can call in see talk to them about what they have or place an order online maybe so yep. you can spend as little time in the shop as possible
1: that's correct
0: now we recognize that there's always gonna be situations where you're gonna have to come in to look at certain products mm-hmm. and and figure out what you need but sure. it's always good to look uh, online or call in ahead of time just so you can spend as little time in the shop as possible and keep everybody safe. That's correct. You know, a lot of these medical dispensaries and our, our uh, medically endorsed uh, legal shops are, um, you know, serving a lot of people who are immunocompromised and, and uh, are at high risk of the worst outcome if they catch yeah, if they yeah. catch this. But they virus. still need
1: their medicine for yeah.
0: anti-seizure stuff.
1: And you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean so it's I I
0: you, we hear a lot of people saying, Oh, I'd be fine if I caught it. I'm not worried. Oh, well, please. it's not just recognize that there are people that are that still need to come into these shops yeah. and you are you want to take the protocols yeah. to keep them safe. Yeah, you
1: know? you're a part of the whole system. You're not exactly. an, an island unto yourself. Exactly. That's for sure. Yeah, and like what we've done is kind of interesting. You know, like we have made a six foot distance, including the cases with the velvet rope and stuff, you know, and gloves and changing gloves often and sanitizing often. I like what you were doing in your shop, Nick, where you had the Kleenex by the ATM there. So and you were asking people to please use the Kleenex as you were dialing in the number, you know, instead of your bare uh, finger or anything like that. Yeah, we're still mostly
0: a cash business. So if, if you have to use an ATM, you know, we can't. Sanitize it after every single person uses no. it. So, taking as many protocols as we can to keep people safe. You know, we're about to get some sneeze shields installed. I and, you love know, this. Uh, all the registers <laughs> I love to, this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is great. Keep ourselves safe, too.
1: Yeah. And also, you can't always do it. Uh, but if you can have different derivations of cash, that way, your change, when somebody hands you change, you're not swimming in the cash register with everybody else and their money and where that's been. It's not always possible. Because you know, one thing that I would like to talk about, how crazy this cash shit is, is that we have a more and safe act on the Senate floor that's stalled out. Now, I, yeah. I get that they have bigger fish to fry right now, but this thing is stalled out long before this COVID thing was yeah. an issue. So we are in a position where we're considered essential business, Mm -hmm. You know, and as you pointed out, you can't go to your bank, right?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the crazy part is that, you know, in uh, everywhere, we're still cash businesses, you know, there are maybe some, some areas that have access to little loopholes that might allow card use, but most of all cannabis businesses are pure cash business. Meaning we're handing stuff back to each other constantly between customers, between employees, between other businesses. And that's just, you know, the ability to just lighten up on these uh, cash handling rules and be able to use Credit and debit cards yes. at our shops would just t- you know eliminate a huge amount of cash and unnecessary cash handling.
1: Absolutely, exactly. and which would help eliminate cross contamination. That is a huge, huge cross contamination field right yeah. there. Seriously. And like
0: you were, you know, like you said, like my my local banks that I I do banking with. Um, they don't have drive-throughs. Their inside is closed. Right. So I can only get cash from ATMs, which means I can only get 20s. I can't right. get different denominations. Exactly. So I can't pay an exact change yeah. if I'm paying with and cash so for anything.
1: you're automatically put in harm's way for a cross-contamination possibility. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. So they really need to get on to this more and safe act and make it all possible for us to you to, to be FDIC insured so yeah. we can go about business and not have to handle all this nasty cash. Get that nasty cash off the streets!
0: Yep. Hallelujah! <laughs> Golly, isn't
1: it amazing how often I agree with, with some of the Republican oh House. Oh my God. Now, speaking of the Republican House, you know, here they are. They've had, like I said, these two acts in place for how long? Just and be, sitting. Right, just sitting. And, but... You know, come to what we're going to talk about with our prohibition series, and have been talking about, is how quickly they jumped off the legislative cliff with some of this. Yeah,
0: stuff. It just just it like pass things so so quickly when we're sitting on some really important <laughs> legislation that just is not moving anywhere. It's just it's such a disgusting juxtaposition. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that brings us to our third installment of the prohibition series, which is search and seizure. Yeah, you wouldn't
1: believe what these. Oh, what these yeah. people have done! Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah,
0: we there's you know a lot of this is going to be in the similar timeline with the uh, mandatory minimum stuff. Mm-hmm, a exactly. lot of this was in these just massive omnibus bills that would that would have all these effects. So, uh, but before we go get into search and seizure, we need to first discuss the Fourth Amendment. Yep. Um, So our founding fathers gave us this in our constitution to protect our property from corrupt officials and or government. Um, It simply states that the right of people to be secure in their possessions, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation. And particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That's correct. That... So, a quick boil down on what that means. Basically says they need to have a really freaking good reason, reason and a warrant in order to search or take anything that's of, of yours.
1: Yeah, that's right. So... Congress and the Supreme Court have been expanding on the government's authority and eroding the Fourth Amendment under the guise of disrupting and dismantling criminal enterprises and their money laundering activities since the early 1960s. Yeah. yeah. Now, Congress has done this by enacting various anti-money laundering and forfeit laws, such as the RICO Act of 1970 and the Omnibus Crime Bill of 1984.
0: Mm -hmm. So the RICO Act, which is the Racketeering Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, states that those found guilty of racketeering can be fined up to $25,000 and sentenced to 20 years in prison per racketeering count. In addition, the racketeer must forfeit all ill-gotten gains and interest in any business gained Mm -hmm. through a pattern of racketeering activity. Mm -hmm. Before this act, only illegal assets like bootleg liquor or contraband could be seized, not cash or property.
1: Now, did you get that? Not cash or property.
0: Exactly. Only the the illegal items being sold or you know part of the racketeering activity. Right. Um so RICO changed all that. Yeah. Now anything that you re- that is believed to be received yes. from or money spent yes. from this business or a p- quid per quo yep yep, yep. Uh, is all uh all, all can be seized.
1: Yeah, but when this bill was enacted it was the 70s and Jimmy Carter was in the White House and he had the economy and a gas shortage to worry about, so not much on the crime thing. So the RICO Act was used for big players in the organized crime world, and intent, as intended, and not on average citizens or low-level offenders. But
0: then walks in... The 80s, oh, man. we got Reagan, oh, we man. got America's new enemy, oh, which my is God. drugs.
1: Oh, on our youth! Yeah, <laughs> so
0: in the 80s, with more and more emphasis on being tough on crime and protecting the youth, legislators lit the Fourth Amendment on fire.
1: Seriously, took a torch to the motherfucker. Seriously, oh, excuse me, Susan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Omnibus Crime Bill of 1984, nicknamed Comprehensive Crime Control Act of 1984, was the first comprehensive revision of the U.S. Criminal Code since the 1900s. And parts of it were drafted by characters like our own former VP and current presidential candidate, Joe Biden. What? Yep.
0: In 1984.
1: Yeah. Joe jumped himself off the legislative cliff in the 80s, big time, with people like Strong Thurman. Yeah, and keep... We've talked about this before in our previous series. It still blows my mind. Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Among the parts and provisions... Were increased federal penalties for cultivation, possession, or transfer of marijuana, and stipulations about using civil forfeiture to seize assets of organized crime. Mm-hmm.
0: So these stipulations stated that anything believed to have been purchased with drug money or yeah, believe- things earned from a drug sale could be seized without charges, indictment, trial, or conviction. Uh-huh. And place the burden of proof on the person whose assets were seized. That's right. So all of a sudden it's no longer uh, innocent until proven, proven guilty. guilty. It's guilty until proven Well, innocent. no, we'll
1: just take your stuff and then we'll move on with the... We'll, we'll settle with the details of guilt exactly. or non-guilt later exactly. on. But we're taking your stuff.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. have to prove that we... If we're not allowed... If we shouldn't have taken it, you got to prove it. Yeah. That's not on us. No,
1: that's on you. We're just
0: going to take it. Yeah. And if you don't say anything... Thing, and, we're going to keep yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Another provision created a fund from the seized assets, listen to this, to be shared among the law enforcement agencies involved in the case, including the informants. (laughs) How much sense does that make people? So
0: they're paying snitches to say whatever they want in order to get cash from people. Wherever they want. Wherever they want. Right. And it's they absolutely yeah, and insane. they
1: would cherry pick and search out these different just based on like monetary value of how much people had or how much their property was worth. They would, you know, cherry pick and see if there was anything that they could find on these people to seize property. And I that's mean, no lie
0: neighbor joe has a cool camaro in his uh, garage i think i'd like that Hey, uh he coppers i think joe's selling drugs
1: he's a a teacher
0: and i think he (laughs) i think he bought that camaro with drugs and i think that i need to be compensated for this information with his camaro he's got lots
1: of friends they come and go all the time all hours of the night yeah All of a sudden, search and seizure wasn't just for kingpins, and the money wasn't recirculated. There was an immediate incentive for cops to arrest people simply for their assets. Now listen to this. Tell him, Nick.
0: Up to 80% of the monetary value now went to the agency or force that seized it, Mm -hmm. as well as informants, like we were saying before. All this legislation was designed to make it possible for the government to take your stuff, and even if you yourself have not been convicted of a crime. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Wait a minute. You say, what about the Fourth Amendment that makes those kinds of laws unconstitutional? Didn't
1: we have this already talked about?
0: Well, it's the Supreme Court that has the final decision there.
1: Yeah. And in comes the Supreme
0: Court. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you you believe your uh, constitutional rights are being violated, you have to take it to the Supreme Court. That's right. But they have the decision. So, yeah. the omnibus the omnibus crime bill took many of these small-time, previously locally-handed cases and put them on a federal stage. Unbelievable. The Supreme Court took the laws in the OCB, or omnibus oh. crime bill, mm-hmm. and refined them down further and further, taking away civil, civil liberties the whole way
1: through. Oh, every time they made a decision!
0: Yes. They enforced the good faith exemption, which is essentially saying... If an officer acts on a faulty warrant, even if he, if he believes he's He's doing the the right right thing thing,
1: or in the right address, then
0: they get to keep everything still. And there's no, no harm, no, 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 exactly. No harm, no foul. No,
1: but we found something. So, oh, look at that.
0: Yeah. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Um, It also, they, they, uh, increased the admissibility of anonymous tips, um, that the use of flyovers and drug dogs didn't count as fourth amendment surges searches. Yeah. So they could use a, you know, they could fly over your property and use what they see, use drug dogs to sniff around their property yeah. without any probable Pause. cause or suspicion. Right. Um, Uh, and those are just a few of, oh, oh no, don't let me skip this one. yeah They allowed warrantless entry of a premises. If there was the possibility of destruction of evidence, even if the destruction of evidence would be because of the presence of the officer entering the place. So they could just show up to a place and say, oh, if they have something illegal there. Oh, yeah, they saw me. Okay, they're probably destroying something. I'm going in.
1: I'm going in.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely or insane.
1: Or the, the evidence was destroyed, but they saw it, so it's admissible? I mean, yeah. I don't... So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's that was just a, a few of them yeah. you know that that was just the, the tip of the spear Um, but these were a lot of these were specifically asserted in cases related to marijuana see marijuana is easily the most common and easy to find illicit substance uh, you know due to the strong smell the volume of mm-hmm. the actual drug itself how
1: much space it takes yeah, to make it happen growing of the plant resources
0: yeah. all that kind of stuff Yeah. so while these decisions that they were making in the supreme court weren't specific to marijuana right. the sheer volume volume of search and seizure cases involving marijuana was staggering and allowed for all these new restrictions to be created a lot quicker than they would have if they were for other drugs. Right, because you
1: can't, I mean, cocaine doesn't really take up a lot of space, you know, once you get it over here, I mean, honestly, right? And and you can't smell cocaine, you know, heroin, you can't smell heroin, you know? But because of the nature of marijuana, it made it, it lended itself to being obvious so yeah. and yeah. and easy to find and therefore easy to cherry pick yeah. yeah so
0: it was used by the supreme court and the federal government to just tighten all these restrictions because they just had a myriad of cases where they could.
1: Right. Now, it brought it brought me to the question, well, where is the money, right? Who's yeah. responsible for all this money, right? Yeah. So the United States Marshal Service is responsible for managing and disposing of the property seized and forfeited by the Department of Justice agencies, mm-hmm. okay? So it currently manages around $2.4 billion worth of property.
0: Jesus, that's of right for, now... That's right. and that's not including everything they've sold over no. the years. You know, that's at this moment.
1: Right now. The United States Treasury Department is responsible for managing and disposing the properties seized by the Treasury agencies. The goal of both programs is to maximize the net return from seized property by selling at auctions and to the private sector and then using the property and proceeds to repay victims of crime. And if any funds remain after compensating victims for the law enforcement purposes, of course.
0: Yeah. Once again, just direct cause. I mean, just the just the. The goal of both of these programs is to maximize the net return from seized property. They're trying to make as much fucking money as possible, as possible off these people, and that is just sickening. That is not, you know, fuck. Our criminal justice system should not be for profit, right? Exactly. That is insane, and
1: that these agencies get to split the money amongst themselves, divvy
0: up, or you know, even if they don't, you know, freaking. Yes.
1: Now, so. To protect and serve no more, right? It's no longer about yeah. protecting and ser- serving. It's about procuring and seizing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, forfeiture my butt.
0: You yeah, know? seriously. Yeah, it's, No, you didn't
1: it... forfeit it. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just freaking took it.
0: So in 2014, assets, assets seized by law enforcement surpassed the value of goods stolen. In the country. So, in the country. So think about that. the entire that. nation. Yeah,
1: so... That the law
0: enforcement was stealing more from people black than actual market. thieves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. In 2007 through 2017, the DEA has seized more than $4 billion in cash from people suspected of involvement with the drug trade. Now, remember that, suspected. Now, listen to this. 81% of those seizures, totaling $3.2 billion, Were conductive administratively, meaning no civil or criminal charges were brought against the owners of the cash, and no judicial review of the seizures ever occurred.
0: Okay, so that's money
1: that they got to keep. Okay, that even nobody was convicted of anything, and they have three point two billion because there was no judicial review of the seizure.
0: Yeah, so that means that people, yeah,
1: that people didn't. Go and try to get it. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's absolutely insane. You know yeah. there there's so many stories of uh, of this being abused too. You know there was a man named Randy Brown oh, who yeah. owned a uh, who owned a mechanic shop. That's right. Um, and he uh was his mechanic shop was raided by the police. Yeah. Because he had a specific chemical, chemical that could be used in the production of drugs. Yes.
1: Of manufacturing uh, drugs. Yes, but okay. it was a
0: total, a totally legal chemical to have. Yeah. It for made, him too. For him, and it would make sense That'd for him to have, have it, it in a mechanic shop. Yeah. However, despite that, uh, they he was still raided. Right. Cops went through. They started. Pointing things and claiming yeah, them.
1: Yeah, one guy even tapped this old car, this old car that he had been working on, and said, I have a good home for this one.
0: Yeah, I got. So, I know I know somebody who's going to love this. Yes,
1: yeah. Really, seriously. And then seized his cash. Yep. And then he had to go try to get his cash back. And what he had to do...
0: It was insane. So, yeah, I mean, all charges were dropped. Right. He, he was not found guilty of anything, anything. But they kept his cash. So he had to uh, prove to them, because now the burden of proof is on him. Him. So he had to prove uh, to the court that every single bit of that dollar was legally obtained through his business. That's
1: right. So he had to contact customers.
0: But the reason he had to do that is because they didn't just seize his cash, but they seized his business papers too. That's right. So they seized the records of these sales and then... Told him that he needed to prove that the sales were legal, even though they took his His, freaking business. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. So he had to call his customers, and he had to call vendors who had other invoices to get all this together. And I guess when he showed up uh, like a third time with all these papers, the person behind the desk said, you're just trying to get your money back. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. That's the fucking
0: point. Why else would I be here?
1: And at the end of all this, he didn't get all of his money back. No. No. And he had to sign a thing that said that the police had a right to take it in the first place.
0: And they did nothing wrong. And
1: they did nothing
0: wrong. It was absolutely insane. So, yeah, I think they stole, they they seized uh, about $6,000 from him initially. Um, he got receipts for over $7,000, just proving, you know, assigned receipts from customers that said, you know, I made this purchase. Right. This is uh, my cash that I gave to him legally. Um, and in the end he got around, I think it was 2,400 bucks back. Yeah.
1: And he didn't get, he didn't get all of his money. Yeah. He didn't get all of his money. Yeah. And so that, not just that story. I mean, and here's a guy who did his due diligence. Think of the people that like, you know. They don't do their due diligence for whatever reason. They don't know it exists or they're fearful for one reason or another. But Randy did. It brings it
0: back to the ridiculous, you know, the the ridiculousness that like every citizen is expected to know every, you know, asset of the law and and know it in and out and to act legally. Yeah. But the cops aren't required. to No, no, because this
1: is extortion and the mob would be in jail for some. uh, This is an example of why a, a mob would a mob man would be in jail. This is extortion. If, if Intimidation it, and extortion. Yes.
0: If, if it weren't the cops and it was a different business yeah. doing this, they would be hit by Rico. <laughs> and their exactly. shit would be seen. Yeah, no
1: shit. No, no kidding. And then there's this guy. Um, he was in California and he had this huge estate. Yeah. And it was worth millions of dollars. And this guy, um, it was, and it was against a national forest, and this officer, I think his name was Spencer. He really was—he was really trying to get this guy, Donald. I can't remember Donald's last name. And and what's funny is—is is the national there was had been a ranger, a National Forest ranger, on the property, and this Donald guy had walked him on the property and walked him all over. And the ranger said how nice and you know hospitable he was, and he didn't find any evidence of yep. marijuana. And then. Um, but then somehow th- this guy he talks this other agency the um so yeah he, that I he mean, he, yeah he can spot it from the air, but they do a flyover because you know marijuana has a certain color and they do a flyover and he says, yeah, he saw 50 plants, but he never took a picture and he never used his binoculars okay yeah. but then in the warrant, this Spencer cop says that the guy saw 50 plants. Right, and then they also, oh, they also had called Border Patrol and saying that there were illegal immigrants there working with this marijuana plant. And so Border Patrol, because Border Patrol can do this without a warrant.
0: Yeah, they if had are within, what, uh, 100 miles of a border? And
1: they were with not within that 100 miles, it was like 162 miles from a border. Anyway, but they went in there and they found no evidence. But then they had this guy in the helicopter said that he saw this 50 plants with no binocular and no camera. And the judge was lied to. So, well, yeah,
0: I mean, so, yeah. They he, got a warrant. He had, he, this DEA agent wanted this property. Yeah. And he was willing to do absolutely yes. anything despite talking to multiple other agencies about the property yes. the forest service yes. border patrol uh, other agents in the dea yes. who advised him on it they all said there's nothing here nothing drop here. it right nothing but he kept going after yeah him. and he, he got a around.
1: couple different agencies yeah but here's what i found was interesting the county agency like the the police force mm-hmm. in the county that county agency wasn't included because this guy didn't want to cut them in
0: Ah, there you go. Right. You can't have the local cops on it right, because right, they're right, going right. to get a portion of it. Right, right. But yeah, so I mean, in with the flyover thing, didn't he do multiple flyovers that where they saw nothing? They and saw then, nothing. Yeah, and then but he, he got this one guy. And what what was his reasoning for not using binoculars? Oh,
1: because it gives him vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, isn't your job to spot things from the air using binoculars? Yeah. Wow.
0: So he didn't use binoculars. No. He didn't take any pictures, no. but he spotted 50 marijuana plants That's because, quote, right. they have a color that doesn't exist anywhere else That's in correct. nature. That's correct. Oh, my God. Right,
1: but they told the judge that they had seen it with binoculars, yep. even though they hadn't. Yep. So he gets this warrant. So this poor guy, he's he's an elderly gentleman. Yep. He hears his door being battered open and he comes down with, and he'd been drinking the night before apparently. And he comes down with his pistol and as he was lowering his pistol, they shot him. The Spencer guy shot him. Now when this went up for review, now the local enforcement agency gets involved, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now (laughs) there's a mess. Yeah. So this guy who was the guy who, who the prosecutor, he decided Okay, everybody didn't act in a proper accordance and there was lots of um, room to see where there might have been abuse, but he absolved all these entities of any misdoing in the, at
0: the end of the day. It was just a whoopsie. It, whoops it, was, a a, it was a whoopsie.
1: So, yeah. A, so, and the again, dude's dead. And the dude's dead. Right. So, again, this was about cherry picking for this piece of property that this poor gentleman had had. And so you can see how we got down this road.
0: Then right. this is just this is these those are just two of, of thousands of, of unheard stories of people that have been abused by this. Absolutely. You know? It's it's absolutely sickening uh, yes. the, the way these laws were built and the how heavily they can be abused. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, you know, so bringing it back to marijuana, mm-hmm. um, it, it's been used for, as we were saying earlier, it's been used for decades as the basis for furthering the destruction of the Fourth Amendment and abusing search and seizure laws. Absolutely. Um, it accounts for nearly half of all drug convictions in states where it's illegal, mm-hmm. and local and federal justice systems have used Used it to steal billions from its citizens. Uh,
1: we give you, we haven't you the numbers. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, legalization won't change these absurd laws alone, but it has the potential to take away a large portion of the thank abuse you. of it. Thank you. Um, it would de incentivize the unlawful use of search and seizure, yes. and open up a dialogue on the corrupt for profit justice thank system. Thank you, and that
1: including the prison system too. Yep. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah.
0: Local law enforcement agencies and states that have legalized recreational use of cannabis are no longer getting a cut of seized assets by engaging in dubious cannabis-related convictions. Yeah. It has cut that out completely and de-incentivized
1: Yeah, so they don't bother.
0: The feds are left to do their own legwork on this, uh, which which depend on budgets given to them from whatever administration occupies the White House. They uh, have a limited manpower and, you know, with widespread legalization, we can take out so much of, of the this funding abuse. that they... Yeah, this abuse and the profit that they it's acquire. disgusting. You know? Yeah. So, you know, uh, write to your local officials, write to your federal officials as well. You know, we need to legalize it to yes. keep... Not, not just for obvious medical reasons, it's obvious that the plant helps people, but to keep people safe and keep us from being abused by the people that are trying to keep us safe.
1: Yeah, and exactly. And that includes the the Congress Senate and Supreme Court. yeah, hello, okay, it's like a one two punch, yeah, right? That's why it's so important to know who you're voting for and not only that, what they're doing
0: after you vote for them. Exactly. We need to be constantly scrutinizing these people, <laughs> yes. constantly judging them, like yeah. watching what they're doing. Absolutely. They, they our country is in their hands That's and we're right. placing that power in their hands. Right. We you gave know, them a job. Yes. And we need to constantly give them performance reviews.
1: Yes, absolutely. And speaking of reviews.
0: It is time for the review. review. How about that slippery transition right there? That was smooth. <laughs>
1: Woo. So, yeah. In our review, Nick and I decided we weren't going to qualify things on a good to bad, one to ten. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know it's what family member would you partake this with?
0: Exactly. What kind of family member would you share this with? You know, we're not talking necessarily about specific people, but you know, that type of family member that you all know. Yeah. So without further ado, the review...
1: All right, so what we're going to do for the review this time, we thought with the COVID-19 going on that, you know, smoking and sharing are no longer really a good idea at this moment. Uh, please, yeah. people, don't be, you know, spreading, you know, and sharing. And So with that in mind, we decided to do a topical.
0: Yeah. Because you could do
1: that alone. Or in pairs, if you're trapped with somebody who uh, you're also, you know, in quarantine together. Yep. You know, whatever.
0: Yep. You're keeping your lungs nice and healthy, not yep. smoking anything. So, yep. you know, just taking all the necessary precautions to be safe and healthy throughout all this.
1: And with that in mind, we're going to do the Cool Stick.
0: Cool Stick.
1: Yeah, Wildflower's Cool Stick. It's a CBD uh, product. It's got three hundred milligrams and a two point five ounce and it's like a roll on stick.
0: Yeah, like will rub on like a, yeah. almost like a giant glue stick. Yeah. But not glue, of course. But not glue. Yeah. Um and and it's really cool. So they do the cool stick and they also do the healing mm-hmm. stick which I believe is a higher potency version of the same one.
1: Yeah, and it's got a little bit more intense uh, um, heat factor going on. Or cooling
0: factor. Yeah, that yeah, icy hottie yeah, yeah, thing exactly, going on. Exactly, yeah. exactly, mentholation. Yes. Um, so they make some really great products. Oh, uh,
1: boy, do the, they ever.
0: The cool part about this is they're available on most legal markets, but they're also, they have a CBD-only side of their company mm-hmm, that you can true. buy their products pretty much Anywhere. anywhere. So uh, wherever you are, look them up online. Yep. Um, uh, try to see if you can find a buy, buy somewhere locally because their stuff is great. It's all natural ingredients. Mm. It's real science. Yeah. Really. And it's quality
1: stuff. Again, you know, you get what you pay for. Nick, I'm, I'm always saying that. So um, also, I too wanted to add a little addendum to this too somehow like you know i took like a butter knife to use this because i was thinking about this co- i know a like if i was knife. yeah if i was gonna share this with somebody you know what i mean and oh, i don't okay. want to rub it all over myself because then it's like well that's obviously your stick
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't know? necessarily think about it like that. I, I just took it. It's going to be mine. I'm going to use it. So
1: <laughs> It was your stick.
0: Yeah, okay. it's my stick. I'm it not sharing stink. this. It's It works gotcha. too well for me to share it. I'm, I'm keeping this one, but I might see, buy one for somebody else.
1: See, <laughs> my, and my roommate calls me Susan Hughes. So there's just a, like, I've already been doing a lot of the precautionary stuff that you yeah. people have only heard about now. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of what I did. So I just wanted to put that in there. Like, if you did want to share this with family members or you know whatever that you could still sanitize the outside of it and you didn't have to you know slather it all over yourself but i did take the butter knife and then you know like use a fair amount and then slat and then upon did slather it yes so myself. okay
0: so you you did both like you cut it off and you put that on and then you also use the stick? No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Just
1: the stuff that I took off oh, okay, the butter okay, knife. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is, a. It is, in my opinion, one of the uh, yeah, quickest acting topicals out there. Pretty, pretty um, quick. I've used it multiple times before, yeah. um, specifically um, when I tried to take up skateboarding again in my late, seven, wow. er, late 70s. Late... <laughs> Who are you? I'm an old man on the inside. In my late twenties, in my like... <laughs> in my late twenties, in the old geezerly state I'm in,
1: um,
0: uh, what a mistake that was! Uh, but luckily, I had uh, a pain stick on hand for uh, for my aches and pains and bumps and well, bruises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I used it a while back, specifically on my ankle. Um, and the first thing I noticed was there was almost. Uh, an immediate little bit of numbing action going mm. on with it okay. um that that you know not fully taking the pain away right. but but like a primer for it uh which was great because it 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 took it off, took my mind off of it and gave it enough time for that cbd to really soak in mm-hmm. um and start doing its magic okay. um It definitely helped a lot with inflammation for that, which was great. Um, Of course, this was a, uh, it's an injury, so it's not gonna go away immediately by any means, but using it multiple days in a row, you know. Sure, that buildup
1: of the, yes. Yeah, yeah. uh,
0: you know part of the way uh, through recovery i had to keep reminding myself that my ankle's injured and be careful because it, it was really helping me a lot right. with the pain and taking that away right um but that was specifically for an injury um i use it regularly just on um you know all over all, all over myself mm-hmm. i one of my you favorite slather it all over yourself all don't you? over i bathe <laughs> in it thinking, <laughs> Yeah, all over. Wow. (laughs) That's spicy. But no, uh, um, one of my favorite ways to use it is just I like to uh, put it all over my back right before I go to bed. Yeah. Um, And I don't necessarily have super bad back pain or anything, but, you know, just general tension, stuff that happens, living life, stressful times with viruses all around us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. And every time I do, I wake up in the morning just feeling loose and and uh, like no tension in oh, my nice. neck or back. It just works really well oh, for I'm me. Oh, it's so
1: good. Yeah. Um,
0: so, so I'm a big fan of this product. Right. Um, uh, uh, Susan, how have you used it? How was it for you?
1: Well, um, for me, I really like this product. I did uh, Blackberry Wars. I was quarantined during the last two weeks. As you know, Nick, mm-hmm. I had a cold, and that's another reason why we had to take a little break, is uh, Susan had stuff coming out of her face. So yeah. I got looked at. I don't have the COVID, but uh, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near me. One of our mutual friends called me, uh, and Nick and my friends, and called me and said, you sound gross.
0: <laughs> so you, you sound gross. That
1: was pleasant. <laughs> Always nice to hear from them. Anyway, so... <laughs> Um, while I was being gross and stuff was coming out of my face, I decided to do Blackberry Wars. So, um, my back was, you know, like I was in deep blackberry wars i'm taking back some like
0: like get it, removing blackberry bushes is yeah. what you mean okay. yeah yeah yeah
1: okay. like big time and yeah. starting fires and, and you if, know
0: yeah if if you don't live in an area that has blackberry bushes oh around they are a menace a tour de force Imp- let me tell you impossible what. <laughs> to get rid of
1: yeah and they really put up a fight and you have to have these gauntlet gloves oh yeah you know? chain mail it's yeah and i had you know anyway i I, I did not look like I usually, like people usually see me. I look like Ted Kaczynski's little sister out there. Anyway, so so I'm in deep. Anyway, so I was using this product um, that first, that initial night after my first war, you know, battle, Mm-hmm. And it helped tremendously, like you said. It's pretty immediate, yeah. and uh, it's really nice after you do something like that. Because when you go to sleep, it does—you can feel it relaxing totally. all those portions of your body that you put it on. And also, I do have to say that after I showered, and it does say in in the product info that they recommend that you use it after a shower and a bath. And I did—I oh. I do say that after I took a shower in the morning and then put it on my back to go. With you know, do some more warring. Yeah. You know that I put that on my back before I went out, and it was great. It helped me throughout the day.
0: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Preventative use. Yeah,
1: so prophylactically is yeah. what I mean to say. Yeah. So it was really, it really helped in all in all of that, and even um I put it on my shoulders and neck. Mm-hmm. Now I do have to say that that experience was a little intense at first when I was falling asleep. You know. Yeah. Just but you know just on my shoulder and my neck, but that was okay. That's just me, you know, whatever. No, so. I mean
0: that's definitely something to make note of. It it does have like especially on the more sensitive areas of your skin. It's it's pretty tingly and it has a yeah. strong icy hot kind of cooling yeah. effect to it. Very mentholated as well. Yes. So if you're applying it on like, uh, you know, your chest or something before you're going to bed, you're going to be smelling it, you're going to be breathing. It might help clean out, clear out the sinuses and it did, a little bit. And it did that a little yeah. bit too,
1: so I was just going to mention that. Yeah. I was going to mention that about the smell and that, of course, you know, with some other stuff that I like to take, some different herbs, it was, like, really very helpful, and I and I would recommend it to anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah. the average price on this uh, we sell it at the shop. We have the healing and the cool mini and the big size and they're anywhere from 25 to okay. 30 for the mini, 65 to 70 ish for the other two on yeah. the big side. And people love it. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you really people old people who never thought they'd use a THC product in their life, swear by this and they get really uppity when we get out of it let me tell you what okay so just so you know the stuff works really well which is why i'm going to say for my product review of who i would uh partake this with i think that this is another family reunion as far as i'm concerned and i'd even give this to the mailman Nabbit, because the mailman or male person excuse me male human (laughs) The person that delivers my mail would enjoy something like this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. How about
1: you, Nick? Who would you partake this with?
0: I mean, uh, once again, anybody who has any aches or pains or anything, it's fantastic. But, you know, I've uh, I've mentioned my... uh, Daredevil Uncle a, a little bit uh, on, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the podcast yeah, 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 yeah. before, um, but him uh, being that foolhardy guy, he is uh, has a lot of aches and pains from. Uh,
1: <laughs> I've heard about the skateboard. Yeah, some
0: <laughs> from some hard hard living. So yeah. uh, definitely would recommend it for him um and uh you know he lives in Arkansas so um, you know we oh, couldn't God. necessarily be getting this no. kind of product but since it is they do have a pure CBD hemp drive CBD line right. um it is a lot more accessible than a lot of the products that we talk about that's which so is a really cool part about it that's so true um,
1: available throughout the nation
0: yes throughout the nation yes. um i believe they do uh, focus on brick-and-mortar sales. They want to be selling in stores uh, in areas. Um, but, yeah, do some research. Go on their website. Check them out. Um, highly recommended product. Um, it works great. It works quick. Um, and, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, there's no downside to it. No. That. Um, unless you have very, like if you have a uh, hypersensitive skin, yeah. um, oh, you good know, point. you might want to avoid it and because it is pretty intense. The, the mentholation of it. Yeah. And not
1: on burns or, uh, oh, no, no, no sores. You no know what I mean? You no burn, yeah, yeah, no yeah, sores. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That'll, that'll be a bad time.
1: But bruises are okay.
0: Yeah. Bruises should be fine. Yeah. Um, as sure. long as the skin's intact. That's correct. Um, yeah. yeah rashes. Keep it away.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides, Um, it won't feel very good.
0: (laughs) No, no, that would not feel great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic product. It's a really cool company. Um, They've done a lot of research there. Another company that is just focused on the scientific side of it and using things in their products that are proven to work are proven safe to use and uh quality and, too. And quality, quality, ingredients. quality ingredients yeah um they have an awesome line of different products they do soaps they do uh these pain sticks yeah um, they oh do, yeah the soaps are great too. yeah yeah they do some cbd vaporizers and stuff like that um so check these guys out don't yeah. sleep on them yeah um, yeah they're wildflower. fantastic yeah wildflower yeah
1: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Nation. We hope this has helped shed light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cannabis Nation Podcast. This is Susan.
0: And this is Nick.
1: Ending on a a high high
0: note. Yeah, what is
1: that?
0: Uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh.